Sweet Sweet Garbage is a podcast in which two women, Jenna Redding and Bailey Von Schneider, take a look back at some of their favorite garbage films and television. Knowing them as we do, we have to ask the question, why do they find themselves enamored with this trash? Not only that, why do we ourselves root for the problematic woman? We love a good crazy stalker, male or female. Why is Bailey okay with the idea of Penn Badgley stalking her? Why does Jenna want to single white female every person she meets? Can they be feminists and still enjoy these indulgences? Let's find out. Hey guys, welcome back to an all new episode of Sweet Sweet Garbage. This week we're going to be doing 13 Going on 30, the perfect sleepover movie. And we also have a guest on. We have writer and director Amanda Sunnenshine. Hey, Amanda, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi. Yeah, um, I actually also did the um, cover art for Sweet Sweet Garbage. Yeah, that's um, right. You did. Uh, yeah, and I've been friends with uh, Bailey and Jenna for a really long time. And um, I love watching female movies. So I'm excited to talk about uh, 13 Going on 30. This one was a favorite of mine as a kid. Oh, absolutely. And as I'm sure most of you know that are listening, so it's um, pretty much a girl makes a wish on her 13th birthday and wakes up the next day as a 30-year-old woman who just happens to look like Jennifer Garner. So The most beautiful woman. That's a nice little plus. (laughs) What a glow up. Glow up, I say. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I was just realizing though, as we were watching this and we were talking about it earlier today, I don't think I've seen this movie all the way through before today. Huh. Because I was like, this is such a like iconic movie Mm -hmm. and I do remember parts of it, but I didn't remember it as a whole. See, I was on Alias, like I was down for Alias from the beginning, so I think I saw this in theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely did, because I saw, I remember seeing a pre-screening of it, so like, so I remember definitely seeing it in theaters. But I definitely hadn't seen it since. How old, oh you guys are a couple years older than me, but how old were we when this movie came out? I was like 14 when it came out. So we were around the right age, I think I might have been high school, high school, yeah. Because 2004, 2004. yeah, I think we would have yeah. been sophomores. Yeah. So we were kind of the target audience for yeah. this movie. For yeah. sure. Oh, absolutely. And when you're 14, you're like, Mark Ruffalo, okay. <laughs> oh who is, Mark who Ruffalo. be this man that takes photos and sweeps you off your feet? Yeah, I think really <laughs> sells it, though. Because, you know, looking, and I, I hope people don't come for me for this. I, I don't think Mark Ruffalo is the most classically attractive guy. But that's yeah. not really what does it for me in this movie. It's just like he's such a sweetheart. Yes. Um, and he's such a bleeding heart. But I, I think the reason that he's the most attractive in this is that he's kind of a manic pixie dream boy right oh. like what are his what are his characteristics besides like yeah he's a photographer but like mm-hmm. everything he he does is really like he just knows her perfectly yes. he magically knows what to say he magically knows what to think he's magically the most emotionally mature 13 year old to ever exist yeah um, <laughs> oh like how could you not like that he's every 13 year old girl's dream oh for sure and actually now it was so funny when we're watching it and i'm like oh my god this guy wearing his talking heads t-shirt yeah. with his blue velvet <laughs> like, poster cbg shirt was like, so into that. that that exactly it's like he is the dream guy for like you know like the creative sensitive girl yeah. and like you know which is interesting because I feel like we didn't really get that type of a guy represented too often you mostly nope. have like the Shane West in like a walk to remember where he's just like the brooding hot guy <laughs> that she has to 
re- like help him realize that yeah. he's like better than you know what he is. So this is kind of a different vibe to the guy. Right. I kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, but I it's, think, yeah, it's like what you said though about the manic pixie um, dream mm-hmm. boy. Like you're you're definitely just like oh this guy. Just, like, knows what I want before I want it. And, like, there is something nice about that because, like, we don't really cater to the female fantasy a lot. Yeah. It's like, all right, fine, I'm here for it. (laughs) I also think as a 13-year-old, you don't really know what you want, so it just, it felt so cathartic to have it there in front of you and for it to feel right without being able to necessarily identify why. Like, now looking back, we're like, oh, yeah, because he... He gets her, right? Because she was like, oh, I'm obsessed with being 30. He made her a dream house for Mm. her birthday. That's, like, the dream house for when she's 30. Like, he gets her. He gets what she likes. And he's, you know, he's paying attention to her. And I think, you know, looking back on it, we go, oh, well, these are the elements that would make him, you know, the perfect guy, the manic pixie dream boy, whatever you want to say. But at the time when you're 13, you just go, oh, yes. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I think that that's that's a testament to the writing of the of the film, um, because he's not just like some brooding guy. Like they they decided to write the man of her dreams. Yes. Yeah, and he's been sort of like under her nose the whole time because mm-hmm. like, you know, she likes the you know, the blonde guy who has the letterman jacket. So like mm-hmm. the idea of, you know, the guy that you're supposed to like when the guy that you're supposed to fall in love with, the one that's right for you, is the guy that's been there, like, all along. And there's something, like, adorable in that, you know? Yeah. That I find super yeah. cute. I don't know. I'm I'm very the kind of person that's, like, super into, like, the, the I don't know, like, if there's, like, a movie and they're, like, in the eighth grade and they're falling in love, I just eat that shit up. <laughs> like, there's this movie, Lil Manhattan, I think it's the mm. cutest thing ever. It's like right. Dakota Fanning. No, no, that's one uh, Josh Hutcherson. As like oh, Josh Hutcherson as a kid it was, yeah, I loved him. Well, as a kid. I don't know how I'm gonna go out with a missing nail now, so oh. that's fun. <laughs> I don't even think I have glue to re glue it, anyways. <laughs> my nail fell off and I'm really pissed. Ugh, <laughs> I hate it, but yeah, so I would say this movie starts, you know, she's in the eighth grade, and like, you know, we see, you know, she's yearning to be older, and I think, like, that is something, that it is a universal thing, because I remember that very vividly when mm-hmm. I was younger, like, when I was in middle school and high school, being like, oh, once I'm, like, in my 20s and, like, out of college and doing this, I'm gonna, like, really, like, have my life together, and, you know, she, like, yes. really, like, wants that for herself, because she is, like, really awkward, and she doesn't, mm-hmm. like fit in with anybody, like, outside of, like, you know, her friendship with Maddie. And I think that's it. I think Maddie's her only friend, too. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because, like, she, I mean, we don't really get anything of of her life outside of the fact that, like, she doesn't, like, doesn't really want anything to do with her parents, which, you know, makes sense when you're that age. And she's, like, really obsessed with this clique of girls, this, Mm -hmm. uh, these six girls that are, like, you know, like, the popular ones. The six chicks. The six chicks, you know, very, uh... Brie Very Larson clever. is one of yeah. the six chicks. Yeah, while we're while we're talking about when she's 13, I just need to give a shout out to that casting director. I oh, always yes. judge casting directors on how well they cast child versions of adult actors. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I saw this movie, like the Judy Greer 13-year-old. Yes. I don't know how they found it's this insane. girl. She literally like looks like a clone of Judy Greer and her attitude is on point. It's mm-hmm. just it's perfect. Yeah, it all it's like crazy melts it really well. Together. Yes, yeah, because even like the younger version of Jennifer Garner, like she, like I said earlier, she's played a younger version of her in another movie too. And mm-hmm. like while didn't grow up to necessarily look 
overwhelmingly like Jennifer Garner, but at that time at 13, like it fit well, the essence fit. Yeah, because they get the smile, they get her like ears sticking out. Like they mm -hmm. they had the essence of her. And like, yeah, and like, yeah, the essence of her because she has that like very like eager to please kind of attitude that transfers really well to mm-hmm. um, her as a 30-year-old. And I actually think the fact that she doesn't look perfectly like her is another testament to the perfect casting because the whole thing is that Jennifer Garner is a huge glow-up for this girl. Yes. Whereas mm-hmm. the Judy Greer character is like a little adult. Mm-hmm. So right. I think it makes more sense for her to look exactly like the adult version, but the kid in high school who looks perfect looks like stupid as an adult. You know, <laughs> not, not that Judy Greer looks stupid in the movie, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like she just kind of she hit her peak, mm-hmm. but she was a little adult. And and Jennifer Garner's character, Jenna, is very much a, a kid, yeah. right? Like, she's still a kid, and that's obviously what works for her when she turns yeah. 30, but... Uh, there there you know there are definitely two different types of girls when you're when you're a, a tween they're the girls who are really like ready to grow up mm-hmm. and like you know maybe they have an older sister who helps them with makeup or whatever but they're already kissing boys they're already doing right. all this stuff and Jen- and Jenna is this character who's like not quite there yet she doesn't really get it like she goes oh god second base like what and yeah. these other girls probably have already gone to second base they're yeah. drinking beer you know so uh, i i really mm-hmm. like that dichotomy yes. because it's it's definitely very very 13 year old girl yeah yeah so like and those that that like lead up into when she becomes 30 i just i like i love those scenes of them as kids like i i I think it works so well and one of my favorite things is that like you know so she you know they're they're just a bunch of little dicks and they all leave her party (laughs) and matt comes back over with this casio and he's gonna like serenade her and um so she goes into the closet where she has already like stuffed the jenna dream home and then has her little like conniption and then all of the fairy dust or whatever it is the magic dust Mm -hmm. terrible 2000 to whatever CGI. Right, yeah. yeah it's fine. So it, like, it envelops her, and then she wakes up, and what I really like is that she's like, has a scarf over her eyes because she went in there thinking that, like, she was going to play Seven Minutes in Heaven, and when she wakes up as Jennifer Garner, like, the eye mask that Jennifer Garner is wearing is very, like, reminiscent of oh, it's that like the same scarf. Yeah, like and I think pattern. that's super cool. I've always loved that. I was like, that is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, say the costumes in general in this movie really excel mm-hmm. because they... They were able to pull, able to pull things from early two thousand. I mean, because looking back to early two thousands, uh, fashion is so nostalgic yes. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really hit that early two thousand <laughs> yeah. style, but also found things that felt very reminiscent of the eighties, which is what she would be drawn to as someone who whose head was still in the eighties, but also felt very thirteen year old. Like there was this one, I think it was like the first outfit she makes herself when she's. Um, kind of getting into things, like, not her nighty, but the next outfit. She had this big butterfly necklace. Oh, it man. was so, like, Claire's circa 2002, yeah. but also kind of felt a little 1980s. Yeah. And also totally, yeah, it just felt like a, something a 13-year-old would wear. Um, and so just a lot of very careful attention to the costumes in general in this movie. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Bailey, you hit on, like, one of the prime examples. Like, I love that. I still love that yeah. to this day. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> no, the, the attention to detail in mm-hmm. all of this is really good. Yeah, it's, like, overall, it's, like, for, you know, what it is, it's a, it's a very well-put-together movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well-acted. It's well directed. It's well written in the in the in the realm of like the type of movie it is. Like I'm actually not sure what it has on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm curious. I feel like it's probably not rated as high as you know. I bet. You know? I bet on Rotten Tomatoes 91. it has a one. 
I'm going to say 67. Really? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see who's got close. 65, damn girl. What do people say that's bad about it? No, no, that's critics. That's critics. What is the audience Oh, the audience is only a 70. That's baffling to me. That's, yeah. Well, yeah, no, see that? I was going to say it would be like a 90-something for audience. Let's see what the consensus is. Although the plot leaves a lot to be desired, 13 going all 30 will tug at your inner teenager's heartstrings, thanks in large part to a dazzling performance from Jennifer Garner. I didn't feel like they needed to put more plot in the movie. Yeah, I completely there was disagree with that. that. Because the movie is, like, because I have tough time with, like, critics when they're looking at movies that are perfect for what the movie is. This is a perfect movie for, like, a 13, 14-year-old girl. What did they expect the movie to be, though? Exactly. Like, yeah. like are you comparing it to Big? Like, do, but uh, Does Big have a huge plot? I don't think so, really, no. either. Like, no. you know? And that one is way more problematic, because oh, I think God. he stays as he, a And he has child. sex with an actual woman. Well, yeah. Like, there's a lot. I mean, listen, I'm, I, I'm actually okay with, like, a lot of, like, I don't want to say okay, but like a lot of Dude, times, Big I has a ninety-seven. See, this is sexism. Sexist. This yeah. is literally sexism. Yeah. Because Jennifer Garner, I, I, I was, I, I think this is like the perfect casting for her, oh, and that's so not good. to knock. Again, I was an alias stan, so it's not to knock her in any of her other stuff. But she's got this kind of like sweet, likable, mm-hmm. doe-eyed quality, and she's got like the like the big ears that kind of like stick out. And she oh. she feels very, very wholesome, yes. and and um and like almost like has this great childish way to the, the way she moves and so it's just it felt like the perfect role for her she was so funny in it very and so funny. genuine i think and it's because she kind of is that person maybe like from what i've heard like i've never heard like a bad story of jennifer garner it's usually they're always uh, overwhelmingly positive if she's young at heart power to her i yeah, think everyone I love should be um i, I but I, I think it's such a good tr- but like it, it it's a good movie. It, it does what it needs to do, right? Because you yeah, need, absolutely. you know, she ha- they have the child set up. It doesn't last for too long. It mm-hmm. just establishes the world. And then she's 30. She has the, the phase of going like, oh, God, what is this? I don't recognize my body. Oh, no, there's a naked man in my room. I, you know, he has a penis. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> like, like, what is know? this? But I realize that I live here because, like, the male says my name. Yeah. And this, like, so, like, this is my world, but how did I get to this world? Yeah, and then, like, and then she's settling into things and, and starting to learn a little bit about her life and enjoying mm-hmm. her life. And then she gets serious and goes, oh, okay, well, if I'm, you know, trying to do a new um, magazine design, like, what would mm-hmm. I do? And she takes it seriously, like a school project or something. Yes. And I really feel like they, it, they're, they would have shoehorned more plot into it if there was more plot. So I think that that's kind of, I think they do a good job. I mean, the one thing I maybe fault is the, um, I don't know if we want to go through the plot in order. Oh, no, we, oh, we, we have just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, just... I'm new here. Yeah. Um, but um, I think the one thing I'd maybe fault is I don't really get her redesign. Like, I get that she was like, oh, we want to, like, see real people, but yeah, I, I don't see how that would actually translate into a full magazine. It feels mm. like a kind of pie-in-the-sky idea. It's very different from what they do. Right. Yeah. Like, and I guess Judy Greer also, like, hers was, like, ridiculous. I don't know, just, like, trashy Vogue. Like, I don't know what they yeah. were going for there. And that one wasn't, like, a very fleshed-out idea either. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess it would kind of be, like, the Dove campaign was kind of what she was going for, right? Like, real like real, real women, women, real whatever. Right. But I also, guess, I think, like, the way she was going with the aesthetic seemed like she was trying to do, like, a yearbook. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, it, maybe that's also what the redesign is, is, like, hey, let's, like, restructure the way we do this magazine. Let's, like, have these things actually look like a school newspaper. Yeah. Or something like that. Not that they talk about yeah. that. That's just kind of, like, where my mind went when I was, like, looking at her, like, presentation. Yeah, it was, because you know the mean? class of 2004 was, like, a heavily featured aspect of it. Was... 
Seventeen magazine and Cosmo Girl were they big at that point? Because they kind of tried to do a little. I think bit they. Of that. I think so. I, I mean, I, I subscribe. I, 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 I had those two. Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> they had. I mean, they did have models and they did have celebrities, but they also had sections where they had like people write in and they, you know, and they sometimes had. Mm-hmm. Now they have pictures of those people, but they had like the whole right, like, oh, my name's you know Stacy, my and name's I'm Annette, and I'm 14. never gonna have sex until I'm married. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, Cruel Intentions. It's like her manifesto is in like teen people. Oh my. God, like, and it was called crazy. like a virgin's manifesto. I was like, whoa. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I think her design was like a little, a little bullshit. Never was just so on board. That would be like the one fault I'd give of the movie. But it doesn't matter because yeah, we don't really care at that. Yeah, point. yeah. Know? It's such a small part of it that that's what that that's what her redesign is. It's like it is something different and bold, which is what they were looking for. So that plot wise is pretty much the only reason I'd fault the movie. Also, I can never condone cheating, and Mark Ruffalo does cheat on his fiance, who did nothing wrong. <laughs> yes. He kisses. Yes. He kisses Jennifer Garner. No, does. I know. And she's and and you know and the fiance doesn't know. And then he's got the audacity to be like, "Oh, you came home early. Wasn't expecting you." Or no, sorry. He goes yeah. like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting you." And then turns around and goes. Oh, Heather, or whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, I was like, just like, bro. Dude, I, was like, I would have questioned it. Yeah, I would have questioned like, it immediately. Uh, who, you were cheating. Who else are you expecting? Yeah. Like, oh, I wasn't expecting you. Well, I'm sorry. Well, but yeah, I know other you women were. put their fingers in front of your face lovingly and do the cutesiness? It's like, yeah, oh, no. oh, I, that you know, Jenna I'm, bitch. I've said it. I've said it a million times, guys. Men ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, even when it's Mark Ruffalo, the perfect man in this he's movie, so he's still fucked up. There's, that mean, one, there's that one moment of, I, I don't know, it's just, do, it, I don't know, I, I just love the character and I love Mark Ruffalo. That <laughs> I, I didn't have a problem with that as a kid to Yeah, care, I don't but I just, I like, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, oh yeah, let's, like, actually, like, call yeah. out cheating and that it's not okay. It's true. Just, like, the thing where it's like, oh, he kisses her in the, in the without her expecting him to, and it's like, that was very normalized in movies, and, like, that's, like, not consensual. Oh, yeah, know? no, I remember watching watching I read this whole ass article about how Harrison Ford basically like just skewed consent for like a generation of men because if you think about it think about how like in specifically Star- him yeah yeah because uh, like there are three instances oh. we can we Star can Wars. Point. Star Wars where he corners her in the that scary ass I don't know what it is mm-hmm. but like she's like up against this like metal thing he like talks about how she's trembling and he makes it seem like it's from desire but it's like no bro you, it's you kind of like me. Dennis on the boat in uh, it's yeah, always the sunny. The implication <laughs> that's like, a little bit worse. It's like know, oh no, it's I don't it's know if the, it was just him though. I mean, maybe that generation, but like you know, you go back to obviously like. Um, James Bond, and he's touted as this guy who all the ladies want, so he yeah. can grab people and kiss them, and they're yeah. just default going to be okay with yeah. it. But, like, there's a ton of really rapey stuff oh, in a lot of these sure. movies for that reason, and it's always the idea of, like, the girl secretly wants Once. it. Dubcon, like, as it's called. You know, dubious consent. Yeah. That's an actual term. It's terrible. But Great in, for fan fiction, in not a real to remember, he says, I might kiss you. Good. There you go. See, that's and fine. he said, I might be bad at it. It is, or like, and it's, it's like, oh. Is, no, you know what? People people say, like, oh, unwavering consent, like, takes all the mystery out of it. But, like, if a dude, like, grabs, like, takes your face and is like, I need you to use your words, do you want this? Like, that's kind of hot. Like, I'd be like, oh. 
Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I think the most sir. egregious example I can think of is Rocky. Like, what is that scene? Do you remember that scene? Have you guys oh, seen I Rocky? Do not. Wait, I haven't seen I have seen. Yeah, wait, wait. Oh, he, like, literally grabs, grabs her face Adrian? and she's, like, trying to run away and then he just, like, keeps kissing her. And oh, it's, like, it's, that's weird. It's, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty upsetting if you rewatch it. I don't Jeez. know what's going on. Yeah, it's it's incredibly uncomfortable. The scene goes on for a really long time. Yeah, no, I, do, I don't. But that's the thing is that, like, so many scenes that, like, probably if we were to rewatch it, we'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, like, stuff that we grew up with, where we're, like, we might have even, like, not, I don't know, I don't want to say romanticized it growing up, but it was so normal for us that we were, like, oh, yeah, that's, like, yeah, they end up together. That makes sense. But then your first, the first encounter is something that you're, like, oh, this is, like, kind of upsetting. Mm. Prime example of that in 13 Going on 30 is the sleepover scene. Oh, As God. a kid, it was, like, oh, how precious she's having sleepover with all these 13-year-old girls. That's so weird. Like, like, yeah, like, like Michael Jackson issue aside, like, even in today, like, you can't have, like, a 30-year-old woman having, like, six girls, 13-year-old girls over for a sleepover where they're all in the same bedroom. Like, right. what is that? Who yeah, approved that? Even, Why is like, that cute? I feel like no. the only way it's okay is, like, if you're, like, related to yeah, like said children. Like, it's like a family thing. Yeah. It's still in the same room. It's weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and also could have just been, like, in the living room. Like, yeah, they're, yeah, like, they're all in her in front bed, of the they're TV. frolicking on her bed. <laughs> like... But it's so funny because that's, I think, like, so many things... Now I think a lot of movies and stuff, they, they actually now try to be at least mindful of that sort of thing, which I think mm-hmm. is a step in the right direction. Yeah. But, like, it is funny seeing something that... Yeah, that's you know, what, from like, like twelve years ago, and you're like, "Oh man, that does not age." Yeah. Well. So like, yeah. as much as some of the things age well in this movie, and it holds up, like that is definitely something because I the first thing that came out of my mind it was like, "Oh yeah, that scene if that's reversed and that's a dude hosting a bunch of like twelve year old boys in his apartment, like red flags." But it's even still red flags. Literally, like, Michael Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's creepy as shit. But even it's even creepy when Jennifer Garner is completely innocent of everything and just wants to yeah. hang out with and, like, people her age because she is. Is 13 at this yeah. point. And we yeah. know she's 13, but like none of those girls do. I know. None of the so parents weird. do. They're like, oh, so that girl that's been a bitch to you like the entire time, like is now, now she's all of a sudden like you? asking you to come over and, to like, her house. And like wants me and like five of my like best girlfriends to just like sleep in her bed. That shit's weird. <laughs> like it's strange. Um, yeah, that didn't age well. Something I, I thought was really cool in the movie, um, we were talking about how much we loved all the music, because obviously mm-hmm. they had, like, the... Oh, yeah. Oh, they shelled out the stuff. budget for those nice 80s songs. Yes. But they had, um, they used that uh, Liz Fair song, Why Can't I? Yeah. Which was, you know, of that era. Love and that. they did they did something really nice, which is, like, they only had 80s songs, but then when Jenna, Jenna is embracing her life as a 30-year-old, they use a modern song. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was just so... It's so good. Nice. And and that's kind of like again why yeah. I'm kind of having an issue with this them saying oh well the plot leaves a lot to be desired. It's like every single part of this movie was actually really well thought out, and I feel like if it wasn't you know about like a teenage girl, yes. I thought well, it it would be way more acclaimed. Um, yeah, I think it really just comes down to these are the movies that critics don't like. Like they go into it with a certain. Like, snobby. Yeah. Like, ready like, to tear it down already. Yeah. Yeah, believing that, oh, I'm just not going to like this. But at least they give her credit for her performance, because yeah. it is. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, the thing is, like, everybody in this movie is so good. Like, Mark Ruffalo, he's kills great. It. Kills, kills it. it. 
So good. Andy Serkis, hilarious. <laughs> yes. Oh, Andy Serkis is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Judy Greer is really good. Judy Greer is great. Judy Greer is like underrated. Like mm-hmm. she's she really, really is. Really and really also, good. I'm tired of people not like they're they're always saying like how she's like kind of plain and like not hot. I definitely think Judy Greer is hot. Like she's certainly There's an not... attractive quality about her for sure. Like yeah. she's not like strikingly beautiful, which is unfortunate. But like that's the thing is at least these people that like look normalish are. Sort of. She's not gonna. She's. You're never gonna see her as the star, and that sucks. She was the star of one movie. I was saw, she? But it was an indie movie. Yeah, yeah. we'll oh, see. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what should be the star. But then maybe that'll get her an Oscar. Like who knows? That's true. But that's true. there was a time when she was like a hot commodity. She was in like a lot of things. Like it was kind of like a Jessica Chastain moment of like yeah. you were in a bunch of things and we've never heard of you before this moment and then yeah, you're right. in everything that's in like 2004. <laughs> Is Jennifer Garner headlining things anymore though? Because I feel like she had a very strong like a very striking transition into well now you have to play the mom yeah and i think it kind of started with juno but then she did that weird like the the kid who's green feet like take over yeah yeah or whatever yeah she has she's played like, so and what, then she's, she's the mom plant? and the kid that says he's gay the the one where he comes out the, oh love simon yeah she's the oh, mom in that, that too. she's yeah. like officially become the mom in that and i think she's steve carell's wife in that one that has like a really long like Stephen and the terrible, horrible shit fuck day. Like I don't know. Like that's the official title. Yeah. Like it's literally her and Steve Carell are like the parents to this kid. Yeah. So yeah, the love Simon, the that. So yeah, she has True. sort of been the mom. I hate that for her because I mean, you know, good she's getting roles, but I just feel a she's still smoking hot. Oh, but so B hot. she still ha- she has this like child like this childishness to her. Not not in, like a bad way, but in this mm-hmm. like really charming. As aspirational way like yes. I want to feel I want to feel like I'm projecting that kind of like childlike whimsy when I yes. you know yeah. when I get into my 30s and so I just you know I, I think it's it's such a shame that they're like oh well, she's older she used to be hot but now she's too old to be hot but then she was recently I think it came out maybe like 2018 because I did see it when I was at BU mm-hmm. not a good movie it's called Peppermint it's about like mm-hmm. not a good movie it's about this woman whose like husband and child are like viciously murdered oh isn't oh, it like no. her return not return, return. to alien Yes, but yeah, like but it's her, her doing return to being a well, badass. She was like Electra, so she was doing yeah. some a lot of that. Yeah, so yeah. like it's her, and then it's like she spends like a year training and figuring out how I'm gonna like murder all of these people. Nice. So it's her like revenge fantasy, and like she's great at that too, and I love it. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I don't know like le- like lead role like yeah. necessarily. Right. That's too bad because she's. But the thing is, I do think like sometimes like. When someone has such a good, not, or whatever, like their aura and it's what makes them unique, sometimes it makes it hard to cast them. And that's so frustrating, you know? Because... Yeah, because she did some rom-coms for a little while, like Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, that, like, mm-hmm. wasn't that great. Isn't Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie? Is he? I think so. Oh, he I think was he in, like, I remember he was in, like, A Long Came Polly. Yeah, but like, he's also brilliant in A Long Came Polly. That performance... <laughs> I actually haven't seen that movie. It's not good. Like, no. I don't, like, I always tell people to, like, go on YouTube and watch the Philip Seymour Hoffman parts of A Long Came Polly. It's a great movie. Yeah. That movie is garbage, though. Um, <laughs> I actually did think of another plot hole in this movie that we were actually talking about about while we were watching it um it's never really explained how she becomes a popular girl because the whole the whole thing in the premise is when she wakes up and she's 30 she like freaks out and she finds matt's ad maddie's address that's uh, mark buffalo's character full-on mom Uh, full-on mom full-on mom in it 
Um, she becomes, um, she, she finds, she like has her assistant call Mark Ruffalo and obviously it's his parents' number, but they get, you know, they get his number. And so she finds him in the village and she's like, you know, she's, I, I completely lost my train of thought. What were we talking well, about? Well, you bet. Oh, the she, plot point. Yeah. The plot point. Yeah. And, and he, and he eventually like kind of like coaxes her mm-hmm. down from her like, you know, mental breakdown because she's like, oh my God, I'm 30. What's going on? I'm not even friends with Matt. Like, I don't know anything. And they go through the yearbook and she's like, oh man, like, uh, like I was part of the six chicks. And he goes, oh yeah, you were their leader. Yeah. Um, and then like, oh yeah, you got to go to prom with that guy who you wanted to spend seven minutes in heaven with. And it's like... The reason she wasn't doing that wasn't because she was friends with Maddie. Like, it was because they thought she was a loser. So I'm not really sure what that transition was where she suddenly became popular. And I think that that's kind of the one thing that you have to suspend your disbelief. Unfortunately, the problem with the whole thing is, like, you get one coincidence. And the coincidence is she becomes 30. So you can't also have the coincidence of, like, oh, she, like, suddenly was able to become massively popular. We were talking about maybe the idea that she was a real bitch to Mark Ruffalo because a whole thing in the... um, she, like, insults him once because she heard the six chicks doing it and mm-hmm. they thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. So. so maybe if she was just doing that all the time to him. But I, I just... And, like, maybe to but, everybody, though. Like, if but, she just starts being a bitch to people yeah, and, and to, realizes and, she's getting this attention. Yeah, does the yeah. bitchiness, like, sort of... But then there's, like, this this part of it that, like, isn't believable that you already have, like, the Tom-Tom, who is the alpha. Right. And then he says at one point, oh, you were, like, the leader. So why would Tom-Tom ever not be the alpha to allow this girl this outsider to come in and sort of be the alpha and become a beta all of a sudden? Or are they both alphas and they've sort of always just been well, at each other? And that's kind of translates into, like, what they do as a job. That's kind of what it seems like. Yeah, because yeah. it does seem like it's, like, a friend of me thing. Yeah. yeah. Why does she pick her up and have her coffee ready for her? That makes it seem like she's an underling. Yeah, yeah, so that's what's weird. So, like, are you, a, like, did Tom just, like... I don't know, bow down to Jenna, which doesn't make sense. Exactly. So you're like, okay, I guess if they like, I don't know, like you, that's an easy fix by like rewording it. Like you like re you re you rework that scene and you can get away with it because you could believe that she was popular, but I would never like you know if you just sort of cut ties with Matt. But I w- don't think I necessarily believe that like oh she suddenly became the leader and she gets Chris Grandy and like all of. But I, I think you could keep that if he was like, yeah, like you kind of, well, he wouldn't say, because he's too nice a guy, he wouldn't say, well, you started being a bitch to me and they liked that. But I think yeah. there would be a way to massage that it in. Well, just where he'd be like, like you, you just got like, really mean. Yeah, you got really mean and you kind of just became one of them and it just kind of made sense for you to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and know. that's more organic. That feels yeah, a lot exactly. more organic. I guess they didn't really have time to go into all that. But. Yeah, they didn't get it. But for what it is, it's it's great at what it does. So, like, that's the problem that I could never be a critic because if I can understand... Like, obviously, you could understand when a movie's terrible and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is terrible. But then I'm always like, okay, so people don't like this movie, but, like... Like, it's it does exactly what it's supposed to do. And it's for the audience it's supposed to be for. Right. Like, what more did you think? Do you think this was going to be fucking Citizen Kane? <laughs> like, what are, you, what, are you, what are you trying to believe that it was going to be? Mm-hmm. Right. The emotions are there. The character's there. The catharsis is there. Um, the, the main criticism I would have with the movie is the idea that, like, she just doesn't see Matt because he's, like, a, a pudgy boy. And I think yeah. that that's just kind of, you know, Jenna, you were right. saying that that's just kind of like a... It's used trope. Right? It's, it's overused. I don't want it anymore. Give me something else. Like, honestly, like, even if it's just like, oh, I just always saw you as my best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I you think know, he wouldn't buy that if he's hot, though. 
Yeah. Like, they don't buy it. Because, like, girls, if, like, the, the boy is hot, like, they're not going to think that they're the friend. That's, like, the whole friend zone thing, right? It's like, oh, they feel asexual to you, right? Right. Especially when you're that age and you're that emotionally immature. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at the older boys. Like, yeah. Girls always look That's the why boys. she did like the older boy. He's like, older. Yeah. He drives. Yeah. He's, like, what, three years older than her? Maybe. So, maybe like, I don't know. Maybe, like, a, yeah, a year or two older. Well, if she was 13, then. you can't really drive. Some people can drive when they're 15. But That's they really... were dropped off, though. Yeah, yeah, because someone, they, they somebody drove, drove the car and then uh, he drove. So it was, like, the dad driving, driving them somebody, to the party. Or, like, the older or brother. So I'm thinking that they could be, like, a, a freshman and they're, you're in the eighth grade type right. thing. And he's still older and he's hot and he has the hair. He does have And, like, nice Maddie hair. doesn't have that. Yeah. And, yeah, Maddie's a little pudgy. Wait, Maddie's hair. So, I like long hair. I oh. do like that. No, I actually do think that. <laughs> no, Maddie's I think cute. Maddie's adorable. Yeah. Like, and like they they like perfectly nerd fit each other. It's we like, never yes. get to hear his song. Yeah, I excuse me. One note. One note for this movie. Yeah. I want to hear that song. I want Maddie's birthday song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is I, I do think though. I, 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 to, in the defense of the movie, I think, you know, we, we talk about how boys are, what, what's that phrase you said? Men ain't shit. Men ain't shit. <laughs> Men ain't you know, shit. <laughs> watching movies about high school now that we're yes. like in our late 20s, early 30s, you know, boys are terrible. Like they're, yeah. in, they're emotionally immature. They're right. assholes. And you're like, I liked this. Yeah. What is wrong with Well, no, but, but girls always like, like they always talk about how girls are more emotionally mature. Mm-hmm. And I, I genuinely think that's because girls have to go through more trauma just naturally, mm-hmm. just being in our society, which is kind of sad. But you know, yeah. I think that, you know, being like a, a, a pudgy boy, he might've received a little bit more of that hate and it made him mature faster and become more emotionally mature. And so if if yeah. if you want to justify it that way, it's like, well, he's he's you know he's a very emotionally mature thirteen year old because he had to go through some shit, and he kind of, and he's at the point where he's pretty happy with himself. He's like, I'm a photographer, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. All those girls are plastic. I don't think that that stuff is important. Right. But if he was like really svelte and like on a football team, he's not going to feel that way yeah. because it works for him to be superficial. So when it doesn't work for you to be superficial, you can start focusing on other things. And there are people who are hot and choose not to focus on that yeah, anyway. Oh, but, you know, I yeah. think I think if you if you want to talk about how do we get a, a boy who's more emotionally mature than the girl the same age, that's that's a good way to make that character make sense. Right. Yeah. And that's and the thing not is that like they throw touchdown passes. We see it in the movie and it's, you know, kind of played as a joke, but it still kind of goes into like what we're talking about is that like when when Jennifer Garner, uh, when Jenna sees uh, Chris Grandy as an adult. Oh, God. And, and it's Jim, Jim fucking Gaffigan. Yes. <laughs> Just, like, the schlubbiest looking dude. He's driving a taxi. Yeah. He's being obnoxious. Yeah. And, like, there is something to that where it's all, like, you know, when things come to people a little bit easier, like, early on, like, they yeah. peak. Right, because he was the football star. Yeah. She wanted to, she aspired to kiss, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, no, you're, um... You're driving a You're taxi. just driving a taxi, and you're trying to, like, get my phone number, even though we haven't seen each other in 15 years, years probably. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's part of the All Hope is Lost moment, which I think yeah. is actually really funny. It's, like, it's hard to do a comedic moment in an All Hope is Lost scene, and I think that that's what makes this movie oh, really such so a successful... Funny. I guess it's a comedy, but I feel like there's a little... It's a little dramedy-ish. Yeah. And I think that that's the moment where they, like, really distill, like, we have nailed this drama comedy duo because she's depressed. Like, everything's to shit for her. It's straight up an all hope is lost moment. And then this guy, 
It's just like the yeah. cherry on top, and it's so ridiculous and so funny. Jenna? Jenna Rink? Rink? Yeah. And then oh she, like, God. sees his little, like, cabbie tag. Yeah, also, like... cabs don't go to New Jersey. I don't know what they were thinking of doing that. Like, especially not in 2003. Maybe if she paid him a ton of extra money, but... Yeah, right. it's like, I will pay you. And I don't even know, did she pay him? Like, no, no, she threw money at him. She oh, threw yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. I just thought I was going to get your phone rich. number. Just yeah. threw money yeah. at him. Like, I hope this, I hope this is the right fare. Yeah. Also, them both being 30 and being, like, at least moderately successful... Would never work in 2021. No. We were talking about that. We're like, is this realistic? Because we're around 30 and we're certainly not yeah. at this stage. Oh my God. Like she has this like beautiful apartment. In and Manhattan. He li- yeah. And he lives in like Greenwich Village. And uh. you're just like, shit. And they both like don't have roommates. Like they both. Like, but it's like she's no, in She a- lives with the ranger boyfriend. So that might be why her place no, is No, so I don't think he no, lives there. No, because he went to he her own his, yeah. his creepy apartment. That like, yeah, like you're Patrick a- Bateman looking <laughs> shit. Yeah, like you were, you play for the Texas Rangers. Uh, not Texas you're Rangers. Gonna do the I'm Texas in a Rangers. baseball zone because that is a team. You play for the New York Rangers, yet you're like living in, yeah, like this really creepy Too industrial. Yeah. yeah. Very industrial. You're dancing to Vanilla Ice. Yeah. It felt like my morning report in terms of the like set design of his apartment. They were like, oh, here, let's go in here real quick. We'll just shoot it here. They're like, this guy is too nice. He's definitely a Patrick Bateman type. Like, he's going to murder her at the end of this night. He's going to, like, chase her around naked with a chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's almost, like, you know, skewed from her perspective, right? Like, that that apartment could look that way to her. Like, we're always so in her. Mm -hmm. We don't have one scene without her in that movie. No, absolutely. We're completely in her perspective. But, um, uh, wait, what were we talking about? We're talking about, um, Oh, okay. the apartments. Yeah. Oh, being rich. Oh, yeah. The thing that I would justify that as is, like, yeah, like, they, what, they went to college in the 90s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. there was opportunity then. They probably yes. got jobs right out of college. Yeah. yeah. And were able to kind of move Start back. working at, like, spar- uh, wherever she would poise. Right you out sort of, of work your way sure. up to poise. And by 30, you probably are an editor. Yeah. 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 And, and it does seem like, I mean, their parents, like, the houses are very nice yes. that they were growing up Jersey in. Jersey so. suburb, you know. Like, they were, they their parents probably. Yeah, they probably live in like river edge you know they're in bergen county like they're they're doing okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. they're doing fine but i will say um and this was a very personal thing to me and every time it happened i would like lock up it was every time they would mispronounce her name and she would be like it's jenna and i was like i feel that it's not gina in my chair it's jenna or like, and like the thing is like, it's like Oregon people, the thing is like Gina and Jenny are the things that like literally put a knot in the back of my neck if you call me that. Yeah. But you know what? At least we had Mark Ruffalo to just like lovingly say my name a lot. Yes. yes. What about Jen? Can you go by Jen? I, yeah, I'll go by Jen. I don't mind Jen. But it's just like, it's either Jen or Jenna. Like, don't call me Jenny. Well, what's crazy is your name's actually Genevieve. So it's not even like... Yeah. yeah. That's I, why it's spelled with a G. Yeah. But like Jenny... Is Jenny even short for Genevieve? Could it be? I, I mean, I guess I it guess could, could be. Could, yeah. But I think like... I think because they, they're like, oh, her name is Jenna. I can call her Jenny. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you can't. Can't do that. Yeah. Do not do that. Like, like, Jenna's not name. even my legal name. Like, that's how you could be like... Jenna's not even a... Jenny's not even a shortening of Jenna. It's the same no, number of letters. It is. Yeah. It's just like it's just like you're getting creative with my name, and I don't appreciate it. But yeah, but so like there are two instances where um, it's at the very beginning when she's getting her picture taken yeah. in the eighth grade, and like the guy I think calls her Gina, and like, Gina, yeah. and I'm like, oh god, 
<laughs> You're like, that's the one. That's the, that's the... Yeah, I know. That is the... That is seriously, like, clear out if you do that to me. Because, like, <laughs> the looks I'll give you will kill you. <laughs> what if you just met you? I bet someone that is, though. You just don't care. You need them to get it right immediately. Yeah. But yeah. the thing, too, though, is that, like... Because, yeah, a lot of times when it's... um, it, It'll be, like, me, like, in an office or something. And they're like, oh... They'll be like, oh, Gina Redding, Gina. And I'll be like, it's Jenna. And then like walk, like shuffle over. Like it becomes oh, a thing. Yes. Yeah. What is that? I once got Bay Leg. Bay Leg? <laughs> yes, I did. Bay yeah. Leg, huh? Bay Leg. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if it was like cut off. And then I'm thinking, who would possibly name their child? <laughs> yeah, like, like, I have questions. Pirate. It's a pirate, right? Yeah. You were you're like, raised by who pirates. Who would ever do that to their child? That's so good. Yeah, my first name never has issues, but uh, yeah. I mean, maybe someone tried calling me Mandy, which I don't go by, but for the most part, not really. And it's funny, because, but... like, my other friend Amanda goes by, like, Mandy. Yeah. So it's so weird. My mom does not like that, so she told me that was not my name, and I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's not my name. But That's then you get so people like yeah. Mandy Moore that I feel like it still fits her somehow, even though she's, like, out aged the idea like Mandy and never really mm-hmm. fully became like Amanda like yeah. I always thought it was kind of interesting that like even in her like prestige of like a thir- uh, by a, what this is us that she yeah. never was like I'm gonna just rebrand myself as What's Amanda Moore. What's a stage Moore. name? It, yeah. Mandy Moore sounds better than Amanda Moore. Oh it totally yeah, does. Exactly. Like unequivocally it, it has that ring to it and it fits when you're like a 12 year old pop star you know. Yeah. But is it 12? Uh, I, I think, think she when she like started. 12 Candy? Yeah. She was 12? No. She was definitely like she 14. was like 15, 16. No, she couldn't drive because that scene where like she's getting pulled in like the VW bug, they're like actually pulling it because she couldn't drive. She was like 15. That's Whoa. so funny. Yeah, she's just really tall, so like Holy looks shit. older. She's only 17 and a watch to remember. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. That's Wait, crazy. what? Because yeah. that was like 2002. Yeah, right? she's 17 in that movie. Holy shit. Candy came out in 2000, so yeah, she was 15. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. crazy. Wild, wild. Mm-hmm. We're just like, we are peeling back just like <laughs> the layers of our childhood. <laughs> but like, it's Candy's so funny. Such a good song, yeah. I do. I, I like Mandy Moore. I thought she had Oh, a I love that fucking album. I love that song Crush. Oh, I think that was on her second. So, that, album. that was off Mandy Moore. Candy. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I love, I love So Real. I'm not going to lie. I fucking love that album. That's the one she's like embarrassed by. <laughs> you like Mandy Moore. I love Mandy yeah, Moore. You yeah, you like her. But I love like that. Close album. And um, Amy Adams. That's the trifecta? Oh, that's is the that tri- the trifecta? I feel like I'm missing Oh, one, Jennifer but... Garner is like... Oh, Jennifer Garner. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait, okay, wait. So, it's a, it's a square. It's a square. <laughs> yeah, but those are your four main, main bitches. Yes, oh my god, yes. Yeah. The so talent cool. there. The there talent. There's no talent. It's a fun, eclectic crew, though. Yeah. It's, an, it's an eclectic crew. But I know, I love So Real. I don't care what anybody says, that mm-hmm. album's the shit. So, if you're listening, Mandy... Don't be ashamed of that album. It's fantastic. <laughs> chef's kiss. She's mm. chef's kissing out over Such here. Such a good album. <laughs> Anyways. So what do we think is like the theme? Like what are we supposed to get get out of 13 going on 30? Like keep childhood alive? Like what Like what, what are we, yeah. what's our main? There's sort of a little. Well, because, well, the thing too though is that like, because what ends up happening is that she goes back and like redoes what happens. So it's like. Is there this thing about, like, just, like, being careful what you... Wish for? That, and also, like, how you treat people, too. Because, like, you know, there's that whole thing Mark Ruffalo says where he's just like, listen, like, we made our choices. Like... Yeah. And we have to go our separate ways, like... Like, I'm not gonna, like... I can't uproot just because of, like, the way I felt for you when I was 13. And, like, yes, the way I feel, like, I can definitely see myself feeling for you now. Just wait till he gets divorced in, like, a year. No. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, you know, he clearly, like, is, like, not jonesing to go to Chicago to, like, yeah. be 
with you this know, woman. The, the, the weather anchor's um, husband. husband. Yeah. Shout out to her for correcting him from saying weather woman to say weather person. Yes, yeah. so woke in 2004. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. Um, I, I think the theme is people are more important than things. Sure, yeah. Maybe, or one of the themes is that people are more important than things. That was the whole thing is that she wanted to, or, or people are more important than appearances, I mm-hmm. guess, because her whole yeah. thing is that she was trying to be part of the six chicks yes. because she liked the way it looked, and he was like, they're not original, there's nothing like, real to cling to there, and that was his issue with them, but she just couldn't see that. She was like, I need to look a certain way, I need to be seen a certain way, and she carried that all the way to being yeah. an editor true to who you are, because yeah. Maddie's sort of true to who he is the whole, the whole movie. The exactly. Time. Yeah. And, and her realizing... Oh, I was actually that way. All, you know, her emotionally maturing over the yes. course of the movie as a 30-year-old being like, oh, now that I'm in the real world, I get what's important. I get, like, I crave that mm-hmm. realness. And when it was taken away from me, when Maddie was taken away from me, I felt lost. And I think that as a 13-year-old, she didn't realize that that, that realness was anchoring yes. her. Mm-hmm. And she, when she lets go of it in her alternate reality, that's when she loses her way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. And now, like... This movie, obviously, there's not a batshit moment. We we like it. But is there, like, I guess, is there a moment that you appreciate in this movie? I guess we could sort of do that with this. A little different. Is this movie's a little yeah, different? Yeah, yeah. Let me think. Let me think. Because, I mean, I think I just, like, it, this is the romantic in me, and I just want a man to do this all the time. I love the montage of, like, when they're falling in love and they're taking all of these pictures because she's hired Matt to, you know, help with the mm-hmm. redesign. And he, like, gives her this flower. And it's, like, this, this like, simple moment. But there's something, like, about, I don't know, I'm a sucker for, like, a fl- like when a guy gives a girl a flower. <laughs> I'm just, like, gonna melt. I'm just, like, But he's melting. engaged. I know, that's the problem, but they're in love. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, see, that's the thing is, I do, I do really like that, that, um, that montage because yeah. I do love... With like the idea of like people working together and mm-hmm. loving each mm-hmm. other, like that—that's that. Yes, I know yes. goals, right? Like I just want to be like, yeah, like slap my butt as you like go to like take a picture, good, like that. Good, I love go those. team. He go doesn't team. slap her butt. He very gently, gently puts his hand on her lower yeah. back. See, that's why I need something a little bit more than Mark Ruffalo because I want like a butt. Slap. You want the ass slap. You <laughs> want to be like in the but locker like in a, room, like in a loving way, like 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 a little like loving butt tap. <laughs> she needs him to like she kind of needed him to be engaged because otherwise he probably would have pulled a move a lot faster on yes. her and she was 13 she wasn't ready yeah. for that and so he's going at this snail's pace because he's he's you know, scared engaged yeah, yeah. so he sense. doesn't want to cheat but like they're still getting emotionally involved but as a 13 year old like that's what you want, you want like you spend like yeah. all night talking on the phone yes. right especially in the 80s it's not about like oh let's make out all the time mm-hmm. first it's like i really have to get to know you yeah um but it is true like when he does that like very like he like very like softly puts his like hand yes. on her back i was like, like i was ooh. like that's very cute yeah. i love that that little montage in there they're dancing yeah. and it's cute my favorite moment. I, I mean, I still, I'm, I'm going to be kind of, I don't know if this is even basic, but like when he gives her the dollhouse, yeah, I just think that's so sweet so because, cute. because he's just, again, and I think I said this at the beginning, it's like he gets her and it's such a clear yeah. indication that he gets how she really is and what really matters to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though oh. it's stupid, right? Like it's stupid to want to be 30. I mean, I get why she wants to be 30, but it's kind of stupid to like not want to be a kid, but yes. he like tries to make that work by merging two things, right? Yeah. Like merging a very 
like a younger kid than her thing, a dollhouse, right? You mm-hmm. play with dollhouses when you're like eight. Yeah. Um, and her adult fantasy of being a 30 year old. And, you know, he even like includes um Ricky Springfield. Yes. Yeah. Um he's in there the and he's like, oh yeah, and I'm like making sure he keeps his hands to himself, which is just Aww. like funny. But you know, he 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 really put a lot of thought into giving her a very nice yes. handmade sentimental gift. And and I, she likes it, too. And I think that that's why it makes sense for them to actually get together at the end. Because clearly that is what she wants. And then she gets distracted by the popular. Because the popular kids come, she mm-hmm. goes, oh, God, I have to put this in the closet. Yeah. But when he, she's like, oh, wow, you made this. It's like, she feels like it's perfect. There's a moment yes. there. So, yeah. And that's why I think, because I, there is the idea of like, oh, does she only like him because she knows he's going to grow up to be Mark Ruffalo, which <laughs> is terrible. Um, but there are moments where I think Jenna does like Matt, but she doesn't want to admit it, really. Right. She's too distracted by being popular. Yes. She's yeah. distracted so by the So I think if you just matter. sort of, like, left, let that go, then yes, she would have fallen in love with Matt. And, and does, even though she falls in love with him as a 30-year-old, but I think she falls, she would fall in love with him as a 13, 14-year-old. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, I mean, that's why I sort of look past the, the gross trope of, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's a little chunky, so, like... I also think when he's 30, she doesn't go, oh, damn, you're hot now. She just goes, like, wow, you look different. And it's yeah. almost, like, unfamiliar to her, and she has to be familiarized True. herself. It's not yeah. like, oh, look at how cute you are. It's just, like... You're a man. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, well, you have arm hair. Yeah. Like, she's, like, not used to him as a man. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that scene. So there's a scene when, when she and Judy Greer are in um, oh, God, a yes. bar. And, and <laughs> it's really funny, but obviously. <laughs> but she, she goes, like, oh, like, Judy Greer goes, like, oh, there's, like, a guy who's checking you out. Like, you should go for it. You're not married. You know, like, kind of sleazy, whatever, because she, like, is dating the ranger. Yeah. And she goes, oh, really? Like, he's totally cute. And, <laughs> and she walks right by this guy who's... To be frank, a little bit older for her, but... And also, more, not cute. Not age-appropriate. But, like, a, yes. more age-appropriate. And once I passed him to, like, a 13-year-old... Like, his sitting parents the are in the bathroom or something. Oh, my God. Like, sitting at a table. She goes, like, oh, can I... Can, can I borrow your ketchup? Yes. And she's like... Oh, uh, so good. Oh, by the way, I just, like... I think you're really cute. Which is, by the way, I think a little bold for 13-year-old Jenna, but, you know, yeah. she knows she's yes. hot now. She's got the boobs. Yeah, yeah I think she's, she's more very enamored being with her boobs. Yeah. And then obviously, like, a 30-year-old, you know? He's, like, the, the 13-year-old's obviously, like, super into it because Jennifer yeah. Garner's, like, this really hot fantasy. Yeah. And he goes, and like, 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 oh, like, do you want to go out? And she's like, yeah, do you, like, drive? <laughs> oh, my God. But then Judy Greer does have, like, line of the night where she's yeah. like, oh, my God, do you want to go to jail? Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. While wearing an asymmetrical shirt, which is oh like, yeah, very two thousand two, like a lace asymmetrical oh, shirt God. with like jeans. Oh, and the lace jeans. going like across the boobs, like as oh an my X. gosh, it's Lime very two thousand two. I also love Lime like green. Jenna, like fully was like, I'm gonna drink at all times now. <laughs> like it's like a woman after I want you know my pina coladas. We're gonna go out and like I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a Cosmo. Like I'm ready <laughs> all to get drinking in New York City. So I was like, I like it. We never really deal with the fact that she's like clearly getting very drunk from these things. Maybe the yeah. her character they indicate that her character is kind of an alcohol like her thirty year old Jenna before she switches bodies or whatever yes. is kind of an alcoholic. So maybe she just has a huge tolerance, but they never really address that she's drinking a lot of drinks like she doesn't act differently yeah not really right no she actually doesn't seem that different yeah and she's already had like two like what pina coladas yeah i think they talk about how she must be hungover and that's like very standard for her so i think her character was just an alcoholic and she's drinking less than she would be normally normally so like the tolerance is already sort of built up you know from one jenna 
potential alcoholic to another. Yes. I get you. <laughs> no, nobody can drink like quite like Jenna Redding. It's, it's an impressive thing to bear witness to. And this is a compliment. <laughs> Unless for some reason it's a hard seltzer Topo Chico. Oh, we still haven't figured this I out. I have no idea how she got so drunk off of that of all things. It was crazy. In fairness. Did you eat dinner? Yeah, yeah, we had been to ship and drinking. Yeah, we maybe were, that was just like the tip over. I like, think it may have been the, the last drink that you probably shouldn't have had. And that was, I think it was like a tall can too. It, so was. it was. Silly. It was from the like bodega next to the Viper Room. Do you guys like this whole hard seltzer yeah. moment that's They're happening okay. right now? I'm actually very into it, but I'm very like because I've like actually really started getting into like mineral water and like carbonated like yes. waters and things. So I have like a truly, but I'm also like. I like beer, so, like, I'm just like, oh, this shit's puss. Yeah, <laughs> although you drink, like, three of them, and you start to feel oh, them. And, I like, remember you don't back in college, I used to drink Smirnoff Ices and felt like I was going to puke after oh, the like, yeah. And yeah. it was Smirnoff Ices is a little more alcoholic than these. What I like about them is that they're a very appropriate day drink. Yeah. And you yeah. don't have day to drinking. make them. Like, I feel like normally with day drinks, like, you have to kind of concoct like make yourself. Or, or you're drinking, yeah. like, wine, you know? Yeah. And it's nice that it's, like, a very, like, you I can have something this fruity. Yeah, no, that's what I like about it. It's very much, like, and especially when it's hot out, like, you just, like, crack one open. I don't hate them. I don't hate them. Yeah. And I like seltzer. Like, I drink seltzer. I don't like drink soda anymore. I drink, like, water or seltzer. It's pretty yeah. much all I drink. Soda's, like, a treat now. Yeah. I kind yeah. of want to have, like, a taste test of all them. Because they're all coming out. Bud Light has one now, too. I know. So Bud Light, so it's weird. so funny. I saw an ad where they were like, yeah, a lot of people are confused because they think yes. that it has beer in it. So, like, we're going to, like, pixelate the Bud Light yeah. thing. That's And so then funny. they start pixelating everyone else. And the thing was kind of funny. And I was like, maybe just don't call it Bud Light. Like, rebrand. Something or just, else. like, Bud Bud Seltzer. Yeah, Bud's- right. Something. Yeah, the fact seltzer. that it's Bud Light specifically is also a little strange. It's not just like Budweiser. It's like Bud Light. Is it because it's like, oh, it's still light? Well, because it, it is because it is like Budweiser. Right, yeah. Uh, but well as we get off uh talking yeah, about yeah. alcohol anyways um my bad thank you amanda for coming on yeah. and chatting about we'll, we'll get you on next time for an actual trash filled movie yeah, I'd love that. yeah. It, it's, it's 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 more difficult when we actually like it to really because dive into just, what's bad about we turn into cheerleaders but it's fun oh, it's fun yeah, to like have to, like the... take a little break and to do something that we actually appreciate i also think we should be cheerleaders of female driven films where it's like this is just as perfect like has just as many imperfections if not less than something like big yes but where he saying. actually has sex yeah yes. like there's so many more problematic <laughs> she things rapes a 13 year old the tone is not movie. as good in big like this is a very consistent tone yes. yeah and i think it's never given credit for stuff like that because it's like oh it's a silly chick flick and i think mm-hmm. reclaiming chick flicks is is an important thing because yes. there's a lot of merit in them because there mm-hmm. are a lot of really good ones and there a lot of them are female is this one female directed i'm not sure but no lot- gary winnick oh, rest okay. in peace unfortunately he's oh. passed mm-hmm. away but, but um, he did well with it, so yeah. like I'm fine with it if the man does well with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, but I feel like a lot of them are more female creative driven. Yes, mm-hmm. and the reason that they were female creative driven is because they were like, oh well, no one cares about chick flicks, let's give it to the women. But that doesn't mean that the women didn't knock it out of the park. Right? Absolutely, so, absolutely. What's funny, ironically, Big is directed by a woman. Penny yeah, Marshall. isn't that crazy? It's so funny. Penny Marshall, right? Yeah, Penny yeah. Marshall did yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show. This was great, yeah. Amanda. Thank you. Do you have you. anything that you'd like to plug or you want to give out your socials? <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't really do social media, um, oh, but no. I know I should. Um, I guess it's just my name, Amanda Sunshine. I, I should post more. But um, <laughs> I d- directed um, 
a uh, female-driven horror um, episode Ooh. of a New York horror anthology series Hell yeah. called Legends of Sleepy Hollow. And it's going to be out on Amazon Prime um, either late October or early November. We're hoping for late October. Yeah, so you can line it's up Halloween. Yeah. Halloween, but... Um... <laughs> it was like looking for Prime video. <laughs> Do you want me to start? <laughs> no, it's fine. That's funny. Um, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, so check that out. It's going to be called um, Drawing from Life. Um, that's the episode, and it's uh, Legends of Sleepy Hollow on Amazon Prime. Um, and um, and yeah, thanks so much for having me. I hope I can come back for another episode. Yeah, absolutely. This you. was great. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Sweet, sweet garbage, baby.